0: there and welcome to the gap year podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer and I am your host and gap year expert. This episode is not to be missed. I speak with Azmain who speaks profoundly about his decision to delay his post-secondary this year. So Azmain is actually at the beginning of his gap year and has so much wisdom to share. So enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast, where we explore the who, what, where, when, and why of gap years. It's real people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Today on the Gap Year podcast, I have an incredible guest with me. Uh, as Main is joining me. And as Maine and I actually connected when he was in another piece in the media, all about his choice to take a gap year and to pursue his entrepreneurial endeavors more on a full time basis. So we're going to hear a little bit more about his journey and everything that he is going to get up to. But uh, As Main, th- thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. It's great to be here.
0: So why don't you give folks a little bit of a sense of, of who is Asmain and what, what makes you tick and what gets you out of bed every morning?
1: Oh, you know what? I, I think I still ask myself that question every day, like the whole who am I? <laughs> I think um, part of me deciding to do things the way that i did this year and trying to take a break Um, going into the gap year of course the reason why i'm on this podcast is figuring out some of those things surrounding that question of who am i but i think at the same time you know starting with the basics i'm a recently graduated grade 12 student from ernest manning high school i live in calgary alberta and i'm super interested in entrepreneurship and artificial intelligence technology, which is where I've been spending most of my time recently. I also really enjoy serving the community and I've been part of a number of youth leadership councils as a result of that. So all the stuff that I kind of do around uh, around town has kind of led up to this moment of taking a gap year and deciding that I want to continue doing that while I take a year off of school and then we'll see where things go from there.
0: I love that. And why don't you take us on that journey to decide to take a gap year? Because that's not the most common pathway. Was this something that was brought about because of COVID or is this something that you had been considering for a while?
1: I think COVID certainly gave me a little bit of a push to make that decision and end up making it in the way I did. But I think A gap year isn't really something that I've considered until, I would say, really about halfway through the 12th grade when I really started applying to university. And so at the time, I'd been applying to a number of U.S. institutions, and they were a little bit different in their process and in their application forms than are their Canadian counterparts. And what I discovered is that on the U.S. forms, there's actually an option that you fill out to declare a gap year on your application up front. And that's really the first time that I was exposed to the idea of a gap year from one of those questions on the forum. And then I started thinking a little bit more about it over the coming weeks as I started to uh, continued to um, fill out my applications. And a little bit after a little bit, I realized that maybe there was something to be done with a gap year. Maybe there was a lot of possibilities that I could pursue, especially since um, I was on the software track with my business at that point. And then when COVID happened, I think that was really... Uh, The last um, push that I needed to make that decision of, okay, you know, weighing all of the odds and all of the possibilities, especially considering what the, you know, state of things down South in America currently is, maybe a gap year would be the most valuable choice of uh, path to take. Okay.
0: So we're going to come back to that entrepreneurship piece uh, in a little bit, because I want to hear more about sure. that. But how did people yeah. react when you started talking about it and when you finally came to that decision? So your family and your friends and uh, your yeah. teachers, because um, again, sometimes it's not the, the most common track and especially for those, those brilliant kids who are, who are university bound and, and into artificial intelligence, like this isn't always the path that that, that folks like you take so what was the reaction from from your peers and your family on this
1: that's uh that's a tough one I think because when I made that decision you know in solid we'd already been in lockdown for a decent amount of time so it wasn't really like a face-to-face decision where you could have watched people's decisions and you would have been in the classroom and talked to people about it and seen what they were what they were thinking but I think um, when I was kind of considering the possibility of it initially, there were almost two camps of people um, that the, you know, the teachers and the friends in my life would fall into very squarely. And that was the people who had also considered taking a gap year or had been exposed to the idea of it before. And the people that had never thought about it and not really had a lot of chances to be exposed to the idea. And so I had some teachers that were like, you know what, that's a great idea, especially I think with the with the things that you want to do on that gap year and with how things are unfolding down in the States with the coronavirus, it would be a really good choice. And then for other teachers, it was like, you're doing a what now (laughs) kind of (laughs) moment. And as that conversation started to unfold, especially with the teachers um, that were like, are you sure about this? Um, You know, it's a whole year of your life. Do you really know what you're getting into? That kind of thing. I think I started to realize that there is this whole concept around gap years that like only a small segment of the population has really thought about in depth enough um, to not immediately necessarily reject the idea or kind of go against the idea of it Um, and so I think that was the reaction that that uh, I was mainly experiencing from others when I started telling them about the fact that hey I was taking a gap year but I think over time You know, as I continued talking to the people, especially the ones that were closest to me about it more, people started to warm up to the idea. And um, I have a few friends that that I've been able to almost like convert (laughs) into taking a gap year with me.
0: Well, and I think that's so important for people to hear that you're not going to, n- nobody's going to throw you a party because you're doing it. There's going to be some folks who are going to question it. And I think that's really good because it's going to make you think about, is this really the right decision for me? And you for have sure. to be able to stick to your guns because you are going, you are bucking the trend. You're doing something that's counter, uh cultural in North America and um, you're, you're taking that step off this conveyor belt of education. And mm-hmm. I think what I've heard from a lot of people is once they've made that decision, they feel this huge sense of relief um, that that if it is the oh, right absolutely. fit for them. Is that is that what you experienced?
1: Yeah, certainly. I think, so it, it, it was a really eye-opening kind of point of transformation because the day that I really solidly decided, okay, you know what, we are going to do this. I am going to go through with this gap year. I think there had been so many concerns in my head, especially around next year and, uh, you know, online education, how the transition would be made to university, but also at the same time, a little bit of exhaustion of just having come through 12 years of nonstop schooling and- And a global pandemic. Not being Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that too. At the same time. <laughs> and me not being sure whether I was up for going into it again for another four years, and this time, you know, especially going into university, it would definitely be the most challenging part of the journey in terms of uh, educational rigor. And so, after I made that decision, I think. Both my mind and my body were like, oh, thank goodness you called it that way because we really needed a year to do something else and to recharge in other ways that didn't involve sitting in a classroom as great as it is, you know, being able to learn in a classroom with your peers and your professors. After, I think, 12 years, there is a decent segment of the young population that kind of just yearns for a little bit of a switch up.
0: Yeah, I think burnout is real. And um we've mm-hmm. really even in the last decade, there's been such an like an accelerant put on high school performance. And now these there are these all these specialty programs you can be in, and the the competition for higher education is greater. And so we've really yeah. put a lot of pressure on those high school years and um we're, we're told that we need to perform and we need to go hard and we need to go fast. And there's almost like no end to that treadmill. It just keeps getting faster. And the incline keeps going up. And, and <laughs> yeah. when you, when you step off and you can breathe, you can recharge your battery and you can step into your your decision after your gap year with a fully charged battery and you are ready to take on and you're ready to be as successful in your post-secondary um, as you were in your high school career uh, because you have paused and because you have figured it out. So I'm really, really glad. Absolutely.
1: And I think there's a, uh... Thank you. Yeah, I think there's a movement to, I think, in higher education towards normalizing gap years, at least amongst the more forward-thinking schools. Um, Again, some in the United States that I applied to on that forum when I was initially applying were actually encouraging a gap year for certain students and uh, encouraging you to think about it as you went through the process. And I think they uh, cited a number of studies on those forums while I was going through them that taking a gap year improves freshman year performance for a lot of students who then don't get as burned out and also are able to build the habits that they need to going into university for this year that they've spent, just kind of figuring out what works for them, rather than, like you said, running on that treadmill and seeing or trying to come up with everything as they go along.
0: And I'm going to throw in one more thing here that I think is, is COVID related because on a gap year, mm-hmm. you have to carve your own path. So up until now, Perfect. you've kind of had a limited number of choices. It's like, here's, here's yeah. a list of 10 courses, pick six of them, and two of them don't fit your, t- your timetable. So you really only <laughs> yeah. got eight to choose from here. Um, but being on a gap year, you have so many decisions to make and you have to chart your own course and you have to find your own opportunities. And I think coming out of COVID, that's really the way that the world is gonna be. So when it comes to career and when it comes to your education, you're gonna have a lot more autonomy and a lot more ability to be creative in the way that you show up and the way that you find experiences, whether that's formal or informal. And my argument is that doing that in a gap year, this is your risk-free trial on life. Like get out there, give it a go, Totally. like really hone in on those skills so that when it's go time and when you have student debt or when you need a job or when you need to do all these things, like I'm using air quotes here for like the real world, you've had this year under your belt and and you you can check those things off and you can say, no, you know what, man, I've got this. I did that already ready. And I have the skills to, to carry this forward. So
1: definitely. Yeah. I I think think that's that's an experience that I'm going through right now as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's so cool. All right, so let's come back to this business of yours, because I think that's a really cool thing that that not a lot of people think about uh, when they think about a gap year. So a lot of people are saying, you know what, gap years are all about travel, and this year you can't travel, Mm -hmm. so what the heck is the point? What can I do on my year? So you already had an existing enterprise. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yes. what it is? In, in layman's terms, please, because we're not all, we're not all AI <laughs> okay. AI geniuses like you. So, so scale it way, way back for people like me.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess in simplest terms, really what we're doing is we're teaching AI to understand um, human emotions as people express them on the internet, whether it's through Twitter, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms. And we're using that AI to analyze human behavior at a large scale so that we can start figuring out the directions in which markets are going. So we're looking at everything people are saying in an anonymized way, so we're not gathering anyone's personal information like your names or your exact locations, but we're looking at everything people are saying in this holistic way you know what are they saying about certain markets what are the trends that are unfolding on social media what's being talked about and how are people reacting to it in order to help businesses understand what's going on in their world and in their industry and then figure out what consumer and market behavior is going to look like so that they can make decisions in a data-driven way to proactively adapt to that change.
0: Wow. A plus. I I totally followed along with that. Um, Thank you. Now, so so you, yeah, so you, you are all set for all of your VCs and angel funders, angel investors to, to get on board with what you're doing. Um, So that was really helpful. So what, gave you the confidence to take this on as a big piece of your gap year now versus saying, no, I need four years of university training before I can really mm-hmm. take a really big stab at this. What, what gave you that ability? Yeah.
1: You know, I think especially in, well, in anything in life, but especially in entrepreneurship, I think there's this prevailing mindset within people, whenever they think about potentially starting a business or pursuing something like this, that they don't have enough experience or that they haven't learned enough or that they need to push it off to some ambiguous future point in time where they've gotten more qualifications under the belt under their belt to take it on. But I think what I realized very early on, um, especially diving into the artificial intelligence world, um, so a little bit of a spoiler on the journey here is I knew almost nothing about artificial intelligence about a year and a half ago. And like it was a completely new field to me. It was extremely confusing and uh, really, really daunting to begin with. But as I started looking into more and more of it, what I realized, you know, even on the very basic surface level, was that it was just a really cool thing that I was interested in. You know, And whenever I would read about it or whenever I would try and play around with systems that were related to it, I would get excited and there would be this burst of energy and this burst of creativity that would help me kind of figure things out as we go along. It was this drive to learn because it was exciting for me. And I think going through high school especially, um, artificial intelligence isn't really something that you're really taught and I think that's the same with a lot of things and a lot of opportunities in life going through the regular K-12 to schooling system is there's so much out there beyond just the regular streams of uh, educations and the courses that are normally offered to us and you know if you're a kind of person that so far hasn't really found the thing that they truly enjoy in high school I think it's worth challenging yourself to go out into the world, even on Google and start looking around other things that might interest you or start looking into things that look really, really confusing. Because sometimes the confusing things end up being the things that interest you the most. Um, I think that's what I found a little bit If if you stick with it a little bit. And I guess as I continued doing this research about artificial intelligence and some ideas started to form in my head, Um, I, I reflected a little bit on the experience of getting to know this thing that I had very little knowledge of when I got it started with it. And when I contemplated the idea of starting the business, I kind of drew that parallel in my head. And I was like, okay, you know, when I started learning about AI, I didn't tell myself I'll do it in four years when I have a software engineering degree or something. I just kind of went into it. And so I did the exact same thing with the business. I just kind of went into it with the mindset of, you know what? Let's just try and figure it out. Let's just see where this goes. And over time, about a year later, a year and a half later, things started to settle in my mind. And I started to become a lot more confident with what I knew. And, you know, I guess they say the rest is history. So that's really been my experience with jumping into something and just daring myself to try it rather than push it off into an ambiguous state into the future.
0: I love it. And this is really, really, really truly what a gap year is all about, is taking those things that have just kind of piqued your interest at some point. Maybe it was one page in a textbook or one conversation with a friend or one ad that you saw before a YouTube video where you're like, wow, that was kind of cool. But when we are in the big rat race, we don't have time to explore a lot of those things in the depth that we would really like to do. And that's what you can do in your gap years is all those little things where you're like, hey, that was neat. Or I wonder if, or what if, or I would like Mm -hmm. to learn more about that. And there doesn't have to be a a, a larger purpose. You don't have to be finding this answer to an existential question that you've been searching for (laughs) your entire life. Um, If you just want to learn how a fountain pen works, like go for it because that Mm -hmm. interests you and, and really fostering that curiosity will allow you to connect the dots to other things in your life and and maybe the fountain pen thing you you explored and it was interesting but it's not going to lead to a career but maybe it will spark something else and connect you to another person and taking that risk and taking that time to explore is so fun and energizing and I love that you talked about how it was something that wasn't in the curriculum but it was something just lit you on fire when you were learning about Mm -hmm. it and we're so lucky to live in a time right now where we have access to so much information and so many different ways of exploring and learning that it doesn't have to come in in a formal classroom and you don't have to have an instructor and you are a great example of somebody who just said you know what I don't know anything or I don't know everything, but you know what? Here we go. Like let's, let's rock (laughs) and roll.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, with, especially the gap year, there's this, there's this freedom that comes with having no set schedule, you know, no set timetable of courses or things that you need to do. And just having a whole bunch of time at your disposal to do really whatever it is that you want to do, because what I'm finding right now is that, Things that I wouldn't have done before, things that I would always push off to a later date because I had homework or I needed to do this assignment or I needed to do that thing with school or I needed to participate in that leadership forum or whatever it was that was going on while I was in high school, I'm... I'm able to look at those things again and I'm able to say, well, okay, I don't have an excuse really anymore not to do these things. So let me go watch that show or read that book or have that conversation with that friend over coffee that I haven't seen in such a long time. And I think it, it's ending up becoming a really fulfilling experience to be able to do that stuff on a whim almost when it comes to you. And then you decide, okay, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm curious about why people lie. And so I go on Google and I just start researching and, and it you know satiates my curiosity. But then some other days I wake up and I'm like, hey, I haven't seen this friend in a really long time. I should text them and we should get together. And with this gap year, I just have the time to be able to do that. And I know... You know, a lot of my friends currently are doing summer courses right now, and they're unable to have those kinds of experiences because they've still got assignments and still got, you know, homework and still got the midterms that they have to study for. And I think that rat race that you were referring to earlier, it's come to a point in higher education, at least I think, that students push themselves so hard all the time that even throughout the summers, there are a lot of people who just, aren't able to take the time anymore or aren't in that space of mind where they're able to realize how valuable that kind of time can be if they so choose to take it.
0: I think that that's such an important message um, about that ability to, to slow down and to, to, to reflect and to think and to absorb. We, we're human beings. We are not machines. We can't just continually process yeah. information. <laughs> um and our best creativity and our best ability to apply the knowledge and apply the experiences comes in that downtime. And if you're just jamming more information and more learning without that that ability to connect all the dots, you're going to be missing some really key development in yourself and in the way that you can mm-hmm. contribute to the world even. So. And
1: really, at what point does something stop being learning and start being just cramming? I think that's something that I've been recently thinking about a little bit too, is that in high school, when everything was curricular and there were timelines for everything, and you had to do this many pages of the textbook every day, I think that structure almost took away from how fun learning can be when it's a little bit more free flow and mess around and play-based rather than curricular. You know, you're doing this for the test and you need to do well on the test. And so you have to do these exact questions and you don't really have the time, even if you're interested in the subject, to go very much outside of those questions because you have five other subjects that you're studying at the same time and they too have curricular things that you have to bang yourself through.
0: Yeah, we, we become a, a checkbox society where it's like I've 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 yeah. met that milestone yeah. check moving on. Um, and people don't say, well yeah. what did that what did that check mean to me or or how could I go above and beyond that? Um mm-hmm. and, and I think we're at a really pivotal point in education and in employment and in industry. Is that people are realizing that you know what you might have come out with the top grades, but if you don't have anything else to supplement that, if you don't have the life skills, if you don't have the ability to to see beyond the whether you got the right answer or not, um, mm-hmm. then you you don't make a great employee. You don't make a great innovator. You don't make a, even a great friend if you're just checking boxes. Like yeah, yeah, yep, saw, <laughs> saw as in the last three months that that friendship is still good moving on um, that's
1: that, <laughs> definitely
0: that's a, that's a tough place to be so I, I echo that idea yeah, of, yeah. of having that that flexibility and that freedom and that curiosity to explore um, and how profound that learning is um, and how, how much deeper it mm-hmm. sticks with you so and oh
1: gosh especially once you're through higher education you know whatever it is that you want to do with your life I think that idea of a right answer starts falling to the wayside, um, like even now with our with our software engineering that we 're currently doing we're realizing there's this interesting paradox that occurred a little bit where we would always whenever we had an idea whenever we wanted to supplement the system with something, we would write a paper on it and be like, "Oh, this is why we should do this and then at one point, me and my team just kind of looked at each other and we were like, "Wait a second, why are we writing this onto a piece of paper to prove that it's a thing, and what am I?" One of my team members said, you know, I think going through school, what ended up happening is we built this mindset of whatever you write on a piece of paper is whatever the right answer has to be. And we just kind of sat at each other laughing and we were like we don't know what the right answer is until we actually build it for real and test it in the world because this is something that hasn't been done before and i think the thing about education today is a lot of the stuff we learn is stuff that's been tried and tested and done before by someone else in an experimental setting and then it's put on paper and students kind of get the misconception that if it's on paper it must be right um so let me put everything that i think I need to do on paper, rather than going out into the world and just experimenting and seeing whether or not it actually works.
0: Every entrepreneur out there should take note of that last piece, um, myself included, <laughs> um, because I, I think we've, we've been conditioned that way and, um, and I really appreciate that perspective um, and I think it applies to so many different things. Um, I, might get that, <laughs> yeah. I might get that tattooed on me somewhere uh, <laughs> uh, because I think it is. A really I'll join low- you. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, So when we talk about entrepreneurship, you have a, a very clear path and you've been, you've been working on it. And some people are like, well, it's not for me because, like that, as main hmm. guy, he's got he's got it figured out. He's he's in this tech industry, um, and I just want to like pop in and say that there are so many different ways to be an entrepreneur on your gap year. Um, you don't have to have like a Fortune 500 company or a tech startup. You could do lawn maintenance. You could do childcare. You could Absolutely. sell your photography. Um, so, what are what do you think? Some of the um, the the biggest skills that somebody should be looking to develop if they want to start some sort of business on their gap year?
1: For sure. Um, You know what? I think the first thing you want to do is learn to pause. And I think, you know, we've been talking about how fantastic gap years are for doing that, but I think there's just something about pausing and something about stopping And something about observing the world as it unfolds around you that allows you to tune in to all of the different frustrations that people have and the problems that they're facing. And really business or entrepreneurship at the core of it, at its absolute center, is that seeking out of problems or pain points that people have, you know, the things that frustrate people, the things that aren't working as good as they possibly could be working. And then not only identifying those things, but then running with them and seeing that, okay, what can we do in order to actually fix that? What can we do to resolve those pain points? You know, What can we do to fix all of these different things that people are frustrated about? And you'll notice that, you know, even throughout your daily day, if you just pause a little bit throughout your own day and you realize when things frustrate you, there's a business opportunity right there. You know, like printers, for example, frustrate me all the time. So if there's a listener here, who understand stuff about printers, you know, go and do that. Or I think childcare, right, or mowing the lawn has been something that's become really difficult for a lot of parents to do as they're going back to work, especially like single parents that just don't have the time and now they have to balance their kids being at home and not being at school and also, you know, trying to go back to their jobs and maybe they don't have the time to do that. So maybe that's a pain point that you want to address, right? Like whatever it is, whatever frustrations you're able to see in the world When you pause for a little bit, I think those are absolute gold mines of opportunity for a business, regardless of the size or scale or level of detail that you want to go into.
0: I think that's very, very wise. And, uh, I, there's so many things in this world right now that are pain points for people. And so when you think of innovation, you think of entrepreneurship, there is maybe in our lifetime, never been a better time to start solving those problems because we're going to be in a constant state of flux and there's lots of opportunities Mm -hmm. because of, because of that. So, um, yes, COVID is, is terrible and it's, it's caused a lot of challenges, but, but that also brings out a lot of opportunity. Um, So I think that's great. Now I have a curious question for you. Let's say on your gap year, your business um, completely takes on a life of its own and it is the most successful thing ever. You have all the funding you need. What does that, what does that do for your life plan?
1: Oh. Oh, you know what? I've been thinking about this recently too. And you know, post-secondary is something that has interested me for a long time and learning is something that I really love. But there has been that question, especially when I'm talking to our team and our board of advisors of, okay, um, if we do a really good job of this and this turns into a living and we end up doing really, really well on it, some of us might sooner or later have to make the choice between going to school or staying on full-time with the business and that choice might come immediately at the end of the gap year or that choice might come in first second or third year um but i think this is one of the eternal dilemmas of someone who's started something and it's taking on a life of its own and doing really well is should i continue doing things as i currently plan to or should my plans adapt to whatever opportunities present themselves and so i think the conclusion that i've come to is we're gonna wait and see. And if it really does go that way, then I think we'll just change the plans. And maybe that involves going to university at a later point in time, several years in the future. Maybe that involves pursuing some other form of dual education, you know, part-time, Um, that doesn't get in the way of running the business or maybe that involves not pursuing post-secondary education at all if I find that a lot of the lessons that I'm learning in the real world of business already apply so heavily and I'm already so um, comfortable with the skills that I'm learning by doing this stuff in the real world that I don't really see myself a need to get a formal business degree and I think The world is adapting to that kind of a sentiment now we're kind of starting to get used to it you know even in my field in software a lot of big companies like tesla and microsoft and amazon have started to get rid of the requirement of some kind of a post-secondary degree in order to be employed there even at their highest levels and businesses you know in any field are starting to get rid of those things going forward as well and so i think Our conception of education, you know, what we believe it to be useful for is now going beyond just the fact that you need to have a piece of paper that says you graduated this program. And it's focusing more on the skills and the qualities and the knowledge that you have as an individual, whether that's acquired through a formal education or acquired by going out on your own and just trying things. I think people's values are shifting more towards that second one that I mentioned. And I think that's a really wonderful thing because you know, life today is very different than life was 20, 30 years ago, where maybe post-secondary was something that was you know the dream and it was everything that people were aspiring to. But I think today, um, even without a degree, there's a lot that you can do. And there are so many options of bundling your degree part-time with other things as well if an education is something that you want to pursue. So I think being able to keep those options open and then just playing it with whatever ends up being the most valuable to you at that time when you have to make that decision is probably the best thing you could do for yourself.
0: And I I really want to underscore what you just said there. What is most valuable to you because I think so many of mm-hmm. us are slave to the narrative of what success is and what the path yeah. should be, um, and and what the path should be is whatever's right for you. So whether that is going from high school directly into post secondary, whether that is taking a gap year, whether that Absolutely. is um, doing informal studies, whatever that is, we I think a lot of us need permission or we need to let go of. Somebody else's story for you, um, mm-hmm. uh, and even the story that you've created for yourself, and to really take that time to think about, know what's actually going to serve me right now. That story that I created in grade nine, or that story that the <clears throat> the guidance counselor put in front of me—that university is the only way to go. Um, I think there's an mm-hmm. opportunity to really think a little bit differently.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I think. Um, by thinking differently about the subject and by changing those stories that were either not set by you or set in a long time ago when things were very, very different in your life, you open yourself up to be so much happier with the way that things are going in your present life rather than constantly trying to pursue happiness as a function of the future, which I think is something that a lot of people fall into, especially in today's society. you know, I'll be happy when I've graduated med school, I'll be happy when I'm an engineer, I'll be happy when I've gotten into my dream school or whatever it is. I think giving yourself the permission to do what's right for you so that you can be happy now and in the present is a much better choice than trying to push off that happiness to some future unknown that could really go in a number of directions.
0: So we've covered a lot in this conversation and um, <laughs> I, I, I really think I would love if you could boil it down. If you had some pieces of advice for people who are either still on the fence trying to decide or if they've committed to a gap year, um, you as the wise person who has made this decision and, and committed to it, um, <laughs> what, what, would, what, what brilliant pieces of advice do you have for them? Or or mediocre pieces of advice that that's fine too. They don't have to all be yeah.
1: <laughs> no pressure. I think so. That would be great. Um, I think for those who are on the fence, um, try to remove yourself from all of the external expectations that might be weighing on you, and all of the people that might be trying to sway you a certain way. Of course, they all care about you and they want you to do something that'll be good for you or something that they believe will be good for you. But I think at the end of the day, the only person that can decide what'll be the best course of action for you is you. And the biggest favor you can do for yourself when you're on the fence and trying to make that decision is tuning out all of those external factors that you you know, don't want to decide for you and just decide yourself. And if that means going out and doing your own research or just sitting with it a bit, you know, there's no rush in having to make a decision like this. It is a big decision. So just see it out yourself. Look at the way you feel about it over time. And then whatever your gut says, go with that. Even if there might be a little bit of fear around the decision that you come to, I think everything you've ever wanted lies on the other side of that fear. So if you just try and push through that a little bit, a lot of great things are going to happen. And for those that have decided to take a gap year already, uh, well, congratulations. (laughs) It was a big decision, I'm sure, and probably really difficult for you and the people around you to try and come to it. But honestly, if you're that person, just take some time off. Just take some time to do absolutely nothing specific and explore things around you and be bored for a little bit you know you don't always have to be going around doing something even if if that's something that we're very conditioned to do nowadays Um, a lot of great things sometimes just come out of that space of boredom and not pushing yourself into any direction in particular and just seeing where the directions are that you're naturally drawn to
0: I think those are gems, absolute gems um, <laughs> and, and so we've we've been on this journey with you over this conversation, and I don't know I'm feeling pretty attached to you, and maybe some of the listeners are too. so Aww. if we wanted to follow <laughs> along um, on the journey with your business or um, with what's up with you, where
1: can people follow along with you? Where can people find you? Mhm so if it's for the business, um currently we're on this website, popularbeta.com. You can access that from anywhere. Um, if you're curious about that, feel free to go and check that out. And if you're, you know, more inclined to follow me or just talk to me and reach out, um, I just created a new Twitter account for this exact purpose of just sharing my thoughts as I go through this gap year, or even just connecting with new people outside of the regular forums of Instagram and Snapchat. And so my Twitter handle is at So um, the spelling of that, I'm sure, will be in the description of this episode.
0: A huge thank you to Asmaine for joining me on the podcast, and a huge shout out to any of you out there who are on a similar journey and are looking to make some decisions in the upcoming weeks. It's not an easy one, and if you do need any help, please feel free to book a call with me. I'm more than happy to help you figure out if it is the right thing to take this pause, and if it is, making sure that you're gonna be able to fill it with activities that are purposeful for you. Um, Um, And if you are choosing a gap year, the other thing I want to put on your radar, a little heads up, we're going to be having a gap year frosh week coming up all virtual, uh, so stay tuned for more information on that one. And as always, keep on adventuring. (coughs)